Uh, this week in Edmonton, Alberta's cities and towns have come together for their annual convention. And one of the top priorities, right off the hop, day one, renew their calls on the provincial government to step up and deal with an ever-growing gap in funding. And wait till you hear some of these numbers. It's pretty substantial. Kathy Heron is Mayor of St. Albert and the President of the Alberta Municipalities, and she joins us now. Uh, Kathy, thanks so much for being here. appreciate your time. No, it's always nice to talk to you, Shay. Yeah, I mean, the story that came out yesterday, I was going through some of the figures, I was like, wow, uh, this funding gap, it's big, right? I mean, for example, in Calgary yesterday, councillors talking about a funding shortfall of more than $300 million. Just how big is the gap when you take a look at uh, what funding used to be and what it is now, Kathy? Yeah, I think I think we're talking about a $30 billion across Alberta, the uh, infrastructure deficit gap. Um, but I, I would like to read some numbers out. So... Uh, the provincial government spending on infrastructure has has quite honestly dropped from 3.7% of t- their total spending uh, about a decade ago to just 1% as of today. And that kind of equates to, um, so about a decade ago, $420 per Albertan mm-hmm. in 2011, and now we're down to 150 per Albertan. That's a decrease of $270 per Albertan. And so, you know, this is this is a significant concern for every municipality across Alberta. That's a massive, massive change. Now, is that because of the increase in population or a decrease in funding or a combination of the two? Uh, both, I would say. Yeah. You know, I think the the per capita spending it obviously includes population, but it, we needed to be made, you know, more infrastructure dollars decades ago just to keep up with the gap and now of course if you add in inflation and population the gap just gets even more uh, exacerbated um now we've got um we've got changes coming to the way that municipal municipalities are funded in this province next year mm-hmm. there's a lot of work i mean what's the expectation there do you think it's going to help but yeah i don't want to get too technical yeah. on all the grants that the municipalities get but we are transitioning to a new legislated um it's called the Local Government Fiscal Framework. We call it LGFF for short. Uh, and it starts in 2024, mm-hmm. and it has started with a base funding of $722 million for every municipality across Alberta. Uh, we see that as obviously a little bit low. We think it's about um, about $1.3 billion less uh, to every community every year. So we're, we're calling, you talked about it right off top of the show, beginning of our convention, which started on Wednesday, we have a number in mind and it's $1.75 billion. And we've been able to quite honestly back that up, talking about how uh, what was promised to us a decade ago, which was supposed to deliver back education, property taxes, et cetera. And so we've got uh, Edmonton and Calgary standing beside me. I've got the rural municipalities of Alberta standing beside me, the summer villages and the Métis settlements because they receive some of this money. So I think we're quite united Mm -hmm. uh, in justifying this dollar amount. And Kathy, we need to explain the fact that your options are limited, right? Like you you really have no other recourse when it comes to raising the funds that you need, do you? Property taxes. Yeah. I think that that's, that's it. where it stops and ends. <laughs> we, you know, there's there's three kind of buckets or pies that we um, pieces of pie in our revenue. We have some fees and charges that we, you know, we, swimming lessons or bus fares, et cetera. That generally doesn't even cover the cost of the service. Uh, we have property taxes, and then we have the grants from other orders of government. So if the grants from other other orders of government goes down, the property tax pie must increase. Or, or of course, if we don't 
make up that gap of funding, we stop servicing and we stop building. And it's not just building new swimming pools and, and buying new fire trucks. It's even just maintaining the current existing infrastructure, roads and the Zamboni that clears the ice rinks and, you know, remote communities, et cetera. So if those things start to break down, then we, we just won't have anything to offer. We won't have that quality yeah. of life that Albertans want. So, Cassie, uh, that, that was uh, sort of the, the starting point for your three-day convention, but I mean, it's continuing mm-hmm. today and tomorrow. What yeah. else is on the agenda? Because we've talked before about some of the challenges municipalities face in this province. What else are you hoping to tackle in the coming days? Oh, you know, we've had... um, So our association represents all the cities, uh, the towns and villages and summer villages in Alberta. It's about 85% of the population. And and this is an annual convention. We all come together. We've got fantastic... um, education sessions. I attended one this morning on recycling. There's emergency management conversations going on. We have uh, we have 26 resolutions coming up this afternoon that we will be voting on to give the board direction uh, for advocacy, etc. But a lot of the a lot of the concerns are around as you mentioned, housing, yeah. affordability, some of the social uh, issues that we're seeing in, in municipalities, uh, emergency response times. These are all things that mayors and councillors are gravely concerned with, and we're here to share ideas and try to advocate on behalf of each other. Yeah, and Kathy, and it's not just you, right? I mean, there's ministers. There, I think I think the premier's there. I know Rachel Notley's going to be speaking. Uh, the mayors have been there. So so like you say, there's all orders of government. What's that relationship like? Is it Do, do you feel like it's adversarial, or is there a willingness and a, and a, you know, a desire to cooperate on these issues? Call it adversarial. I think what we're we're asking for the province to just recognize that yes, we agree, healthcare and education are obviously quite important in Alberta, but so are municipalities. We don't want to be forgotten. Uh, Minister MacGyver has a room set up kind of right behind me here. Mm-hmm. He's been meeting with municipalities for the last three days. It's like speed dating for him. I'm sure he's exhausted, <laughs> but um, he's here to listen. And so we're you know we're always appreciative of that. And you're right, both uh, uh, Premier Smith and Rachel Notley will be here tomorrow to address our uh, membership. Um, and this is it for you, right? This is your last go-around with one of these conventions, is it, Kathy? Yes, it is. I will be. Uh, we'll be. We'll be electing a new president tomorrow morning. All right. Well, it's been a. It's been an absolute pleasure dealing with you over the years, uh, and I'm, I'm sure we'll, we'll we'll talk again in the future on other issues. But um, congratulations, I guess, might be in order for your final convention as president. And we appreciate all the work that you've done with us. Well, thank you. I, uh, I'm not going in, or I'll still be the mayor of St. Albert. Absolutely. So. <laughs> Always available. Sounds good. Thank you, Kathy. Appreciate it. Okay, thanks, Chase. Canada may be known for its landscapes and friendly people, but beneath the surface lies a darker side of crime, history, and the paranormal. Since 2017, the award-winning Dark Poutine podcast has explored the shadowy corners of the Great White North and beyond, delivering chilling tales from a uniquely Canadian perspective. Hosted by Mike Brown and Matthew Stockton with over 300 episodes and fresh releases every Monday, Dark Poutine is your weekly ticket to the creepier side of Canada. Listen to Dark Poutine on Apple, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts.